Facts. We for everybody who's listening to the podcast later, that's Ty St. Boogie in the background, um, directing traffic like that. She books our shows. She also does a bring, brings us a lot of dope interviews, like the one I have right now, my man Willie the Kid. Willie, how yeah. you doing? What's going on, brother? Bro, man, um, I was I, I, I kind of teased a moment a second ago when I was talking to you, but you literally were part of one of the most historic Atlanta moments I, I've had since I moved to Atlanta. Wow. Yeah, and this happened like a while ago. This was, this was a while ago, a while ago, a while ago, and I'll paint the picture for you, man. Mm. This was happening, um, it, we were we were at Midtown, and my girl Ravella used to do these showcases called Almost Famous. Oh, man. Bro, it used to do the Almost Famous showcase, oh, and they was over there by vinyl right now. Yeah. And um, the lineup that night, when I tell you the lineup that night, of in, this, this was called Independent Artists, up-and-coming independent artists. The lineup that night was Willie the Kid, B.O.B., Willie Joe, Rock City. Oh, man, <laughs> These were the that. lineup. That was the lineup of oh, artists who were man. quote unquote up and coming. I remember that. That was four people back to back to back to back. And I remember Rock City ended it. And Rock City said was so live. They did the jumping wave. Y'all know if you ever been around Caribbeans, like they do jumping wave, right? Literally, they was jumping so hard, and they had everybody in the crowd jumping. You felt the floor move. Mm -hmm. Like I thought the floor was about to collapse at oh, one yeah. point. I knew every four of y'all was about to be like the illest shit I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Bro. I knew that right then, boy. So shout out to all them guys, man. Bro, that that was a moment for me, man. Like I say, I never forget that moment when I watched four of the greats like just go back to back That's to back crazy. to back in front of a small <laughs> little room and they was all titled indies at this moment oh yeah. yeah oh yeah that's crazy man it's funny you said that I remember that um I almost almost forgot it until you just said it right now you know what I mean <laughs> but shout out to all of them, especially yeah. Rock City they um came in and participated on my on my debut album as well so Shout out to them brothers. Well, word up, man. Well. I, and for those who don't know you, um, tell us who you are, Willie, and speak about who you are and what you do, man. Sure, sure. I'm Willie the Kid. Uh, I'm an artist. I'm a creative. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I'm a family guy. Uh, I'm a poet. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, of course, creativity and music is my passion. Uh, but over the years, I've evolved into a serial entrepreneur. Yes. I have several businesses in my hometown, Grand Rapids, Michigan. We're opening a nightclub uh, cocktail lounge called Ambiance. Mm -hmm. It'll be open for the holidays. Uh, about 350 people. Um, we got VIPs, full kitchen, dance floor, stage. It's a million dollar project. A total demo rebuild downtown and in the heart of my city, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah. So it's, 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 we're really excited about that. Um, I also have a spirits company called Motu Vigier Spirits. Mm -hmm. We recently released our first product. Uh, it's called Motu Vigier Brut. It's a champagne. Uh, it's in stores now in the Midwest. We'll be expanding to Atlanta pretty soon. Uh, we have a vodka coming up next right after that. Right. Um, that'll be out for the holidays as well. Uh, I'm a producer on a PBS documentary doc on Langston Hughes. Uh, it's myself, my say partner, word, John, yeah. Sir. You know, I already got the talking point, but I still want to say <laughs> say word about that. Langston, one of my favorite writers. Yeah, so say me word. too. Yeah. Me too. One of my one of my favorites. Yeah. So when I got the call to get involved, I was excited about that. Uh, my partner Jonathan Jokes, um, his father Dr. Jokes, and we're bringing in um, the Tyree Turner. So that's what we're doing this weekend to sit down with the brother and try to get him a part of the film as well. Uh, Baron Davis as well to get him involved, and uh, Kevin Wilmot. The Oscar award-winning director who Word. did Shy Rap with us, Spike Lee. He's actually the director of the film. Word, so it's a two-part documentary that's going to be on PBS next year, so we're excited about that. I uh, also have three tech startups that I began this year as well. Uh, one's called Radiator. It's a geolocation app for independent artists. 
So you go into a specific area, you can type in um where you are, and it'll, it'll pinpoint where you are and tell you who's the local artist in that town, the up-and-coming artist, the independent artist, mm. the mainstream artist. It's a music discovery platform where we're taking uh, the ecosystem and putting it in the palm of your hand. So uh, that'll be out this year as well. Um, also look out for Fortify. Look out for the Midwest Tech Project as well. Uh, we're creating, um, we're decreasing the gap between underserved students and the tech field as a fu- as the future for careers and whatnot. So we're putting people in front of young people and allowing them to uh, look at tech as an option for their careers going forward. Bro, that's a mouthful, man. Like you, right. <laughs> you, 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 to be able to pull off all those all those major um, initiatives and activities, Absolutely. man. Especially when you're more known, well, at least by, by people like myself, more known as a rapper, man. So, oh, yeah. what 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 sparked the transition from you know saying just being straight MC to I got to venture out into these other businesses? I'm um, always was always my intention to do that. I just had to get myself situated uh, in doing my passion first, which was music. So as soon as I got myself situated in music to where I felt like I put enough you know, content out there and I kind of got my finger on the post of who my fan base is and where to direct my music to and it became a primary career, a sustainable career for myself, I took my extra free time and got into entrepreneurship and started investing my time, my money into other ventures, you know. Yeah. You know, another speak, speaking of the music, I always liked the fact that you figured out a way to kind of do your passion without having to fit into the system. Right. And I remember, like, I think recently you put out, not, maybe not too recently, but you put out a project that was strictly for Japan. Right. And I'm thinking stuff <laughs> like that. Like, like you got to think on that level when it comes exactly. to being an artist nowadays. You got to figure out where people are actually working for you and oh, not yeah. you working a record every single day that ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's different, man. Like, once upon a time, they should teach artists to chase, you know. Chase sounds, chase fan base, chase waves. Over time, man, you realize that that's not the approach for everybody. Some people need to just create it, and people will come to it. And I felt like I've been blessed enough to be who I am and make the music I want to make. And the people who appreciate it, they never let me down. They always show up. They come to the shows. They, they stream the music. You know, they let me know that they're listening. So yeah. that's a good, good space to be in. Yeah. So, but right now, you're, you're the serial entrepreneur is really who Willie is right now. Absolutely. Man. So let's talk about let's talk about some of the ventures you have, um, like piece by piece here. Um, let's piece, first let's talk about the the, the champagne line. Like, sure. what made you want to branch out into champagne? Champagne and, and liquors. Yeah, it's a full-fledged spirits company. Champagne just happened to be the first one we, you know, we put out. Yeah. But we'll eventually we got a vodka coming. We'll eventually do a bourbon, and then we're gonna do a rosé back with the champagne. I'm gonna try to get some tequila out here as well. Word. So, um, but to do that, I mean, it's, it's a lifestyle thing, you know. I mean, I, I drink champagne. I drink champagne <laughs> at home. I drink champagne <laughs> when I'm out partying. I do that. Yeah. So instead of just you know making other people rich, you know, I figured a way to get myself. You know, on the other side of that dollar, you know, so yeah. spending the dollar, I'm gonna make a dollar off it. You know what I'm saying? No, that's facts, man. You 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 gotta figure that out. Like you say, if you're doing something constantly every day, why are you putting money in Moet's hands when exactly. eventually, you know, what I'm saying you exactly. can get your own your own line off. Exactly. Well, they came to us to do ambassadorship. That's that's what I was approached to, to do to represent spirit companies. I thought of, I took it a step further, man. I don't want to represent. I want to partner with people. Yeah. So we got into making our own thing, and then we you know, reach out to certain partners and make it happen that way. Solid, man. How's, it, how's, it, how's the transition into that world been? You know, I know that I've, I've heard before that being jumping into liquor isn't the easiest transition to make for people. Nah, it's not easy. Not, yeah. Nothing's easy. But, I mean, we sat down with some of our partners uh, this spring, like March. Uh, I hit the shelves in August. Mm. So really quick, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't easy, but it went from an idea to actual fruition very quickly, you know what I'm saying? So I prepare myself for that type of thing. I always think about uh, planning, you know, what's it going to take, and I put those into account before I even you know, pull the trigger on it. So 
I had it pretty much lined up by the time I even signed a contract to make it happen. Word. Now let's talk about the tech side, man. The app you have. That that sounds, uh, it, especially when it comes to, like you say, discovering new acts, discovering the music, and, sure. and just knowing what's going on in your area. It's almost like um, they kind of giving people market research as far as when they, exactly. <laughs> as far exactly. as what, what to do. Oh, so uh, talk to us about the app, man, and what made you want to jump into that lane. For sure. You know, me, me being an independent artist, you know, the majority of my career, I know it's very important to get your music and get your brand in front of as many people as possible. Yeah. I also know that need for um, independent hustle, right? Like uh, Most artists right now are primarily independent artists. Even artists on labels are independent to an extent yeah. because they have to be responsible for their own careers. Yeah. And the labels are getting to the point where they're extremely lazy as well. They only invest in people who already have a whole operation going, which kind of makes it obsolete if you think about it. Mm -hmm. so, I, that, so the app is just a way to push that whole narrative a little bit further and get involved, again, jumping into the current. You know what I'm saying? Getting involved in it. Instead of watching it and being a victim of it and being responsive to it, let's get involved and let's push this thing a little bit further. So this is this is this this would be a great tool for independent artists and it'd be a great tool for fans to discover music and a great tool for uh, labels and people who want to invest in music to find who's hot, what's going on in these areas. Bro, I got to applaud you for that, man, because I like seeing artists take control of the, the industry that they're in. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because a label would be quick to do that. Just like I, I applauded title. Like a label would be quick to do it. Actually, they have done it before. So uh -huh. it's dope to see artists say, I'm going to do our side, yeah. you know what I'm saying, versus sure. y'all just giving us a bunch of fake plays. You for know what sure, saying? exactly, like, yeah, exactly. Like we'll take on our Got to participate, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of just sitting back and watching the way it works, you know? I want to get involved in that, you yeah. know? I, I want to be active. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. And next on Langston Hughes, man, Dream Deferred, bro. Simple says, like, that's one of my favorite <laughs> writers, like, of all time. Like, how did you find yourself involved with a documentary on Langston Hughes for PBS? Mm -hmm. It's called I Too Sing America, Langston Hughes Unfurled. Um, my partner, Jonathan Jokes, we have several businesses together. His father's part of a, uh, it's called the Dream Collective. It's a conglomerate that, that focuses on producing content for some of our, um, I learned it, scholars and whatnot, especially those for African American history, uh, out in Kansas, Lawrence, Kansas, which is where Langston Hughes is from. Yeah. So the, the the team is based out of there. They were putting the film together. They proposed it to PBS to carry. PBS said yes, and we signed on as producers to help bridge the gap between people who who don't who may not know Langston Hughes and know his legacy. There isn't any. Um, that I know of, any uh, primary pieces of content out here that just captures his whole life, yeah. you know, on a film mm -hmm. that way. There's a couple, you know, he's a part of the Holland Run sound, so you would, he'll, you would hear him in that narrative, but not singled out like that. So we got involved to take this story, take this project, and put it in front of our generation, millennials and, you know, young folks, you know, that look to hip-hop, you know, or look to our culture, you know. For the for the what's what and the who's and the who's who. Yeah, what I'm thinking right now is, um, is there going to be any kind of um, um, play play on words when it comes to rap? And I think I'm thinking off top right now, dream um, dream deferred. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many po little poems in dream deferred that literally are raps to me. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, like right. he's just like boom, boom, boom. But that's a rhyme. You know that's what I'm saying? Y'all gonna try to do any of that? Like, bring some writers, bring some MCs, and actually read some of his poetry and get you to we, see we how may. close this is. To we rap? may, but I, I want to be careful not to make this a hip hop production gotcha. you know gotcha. what i'm saying i don't gotcha. want i don't i don't want it to be too aligned with rapping yeah. to where we sort of forget that this is about someone's life who changed american history who yeah. impacted you know us as people and planted our flag in, in american history as an artist as an entrepreneur langston hughes was one of the first people to make money from being a creative one of the black black people to make money yeah, from being man. a creative man, like brothers him. wasn't getting paid for their poetry and stuff like that langston hughes made a living from his writings so I want to focus on things like that and a lot of the things that he that he impacted that made hip hop what it is today for us 
right? Talking about the experience, talking about the ghetto, talking yeah. about black people, talking yeah. about where we measure up against what's going on here in America. I think every rap song today is pretty much a reflection of that same approach, whether it's Eric B and Rakim or if it's Future. Like, it, it's all about what's going on right now. And I think Langston Hughes needs to get the credit he deserves for being one of the first literaries to speak about the black experience. Fact, I honestly, I honestly implore that, man. Please, if you have never read um, any of his poems, start with Dream Deferred. Read that collection sure. right there, and you'll get an understanding of a person who knew how to use jazz, who knew how to use his voice, exactly. who knew how to match it all and put it and in words. And partner with other creatives. Yeah, man. To, you know, to make things happen. Yeah. So, you know. And on the journalism it. side, let me get into holding Chicago Defender. Like, that's literally, like, one of my idols when it comes mm. to writing, man. Mm. Like, mm. like Langston's a guy, man. Solid. So, what do you think about your legacy as an artist, though, man? Um, um, what do you want to be remembered for the most like, when you do decide to put down your fan? Um, I'll probably never put it down. <laughs> but, but theoretically, let's just say, right? Yeah. Hypothetically, right? Um, just I, a certain level of reverence, you know? I, like, 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 when my music is played, when my name is mentioned, when you think about me as an artist... I want you to stop for a second and go, all right, yeah, all right. You know what I mean? I need that acclaim, you know what I'm saying? Because I put that sort of effort into the music that I create. I need that reverence, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I, I make a deliberate effort when I approach my music to pull that response from people. You yeah, know? Man. This is one, I, I, man, I work wonders, you know what I mean? I make that my... You know, my primary goal when Bro, I put people, a song together. Bro, people went crazy over Willie the Kid. Like, I, shit, I remember Buster Rhymes. Like, you know, yeah, crazy yeah, over, like, like on the yeah. on the record, like, yo, <laughs> this nigga is it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out the bus, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, being a creative, man, you know, making sure we're not just doing it just to be doing it. I actually want to make an impact, you know. Solid, man. Well, you sound like you're making an amazing impact, man. It sounds like you're really figuring out a way to not just make your legacy just music, but make your legacy something overall that's affecting tons of places. Mm -hmm. And also speak about some of the stuff you're doing back in Grand Rapids as far as like so, uh, helping out the community and what you're doing out there. For sure. I mean, right now, I mean, we're providing jobs um, just with the businesses that we're, that we're building mm -hmm. up there right now. And I think uh, a key to empowerment, especially in Grand Rapids, that particular city uh, made the Forbes list a few years back for being the worst city in America for black enterprise. Mm -hmm. And that is a black guy to the community in itself. Yeah. So our response to that was to teach and to preach and to actually demonstrate what it means to be an owner, ownership, an yeah. entrepreneurship. Yeah. Representation matters. Representation matters. So I, yeah. I, like, like I, was, I was talking to my mother about this the other day, about getting in front of gentrification, getting in front of these things. Let's not be victims of what's going on in our neighborhoods. Yeah. Let us find a way to get involved. And I think the best way to do that is through ownership. We have to own these buildings and own these businesses and erect things for people to come and spend their money at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then support each other once it's out there. And then teach other people how to do it and give them jobs and help them build from there. So for me, to make the impact is to empower my people with the dollar. You know what I'm saying? Word. And I'm going to preach that and I'm going to live that and I'm going to demonstrate that. Well, I feel like I just heard a word from Pastor Willie the Kid, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, yeah, I appreciate no your doubt. time and coming through me, man. No me, doubt. Man. I appreciate, appreciate that. This is a cool setup here. Oh, Absolutely. go ahead. No, I'm, 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 go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Me? Artist develop. Yeah, it's over with, but that's a broad concept, right? So, depending on what you mean by artist development, right? So, but I'm going to answer your question. Everybody needs artist development but may not be in a formal sense. The kid, who, the, kid, the kid who wakes up in the morning and get the sponge and get, it and get his, his, his hair right with the sponge and stands in the, in, in the mirror and go, that's artist development, you know?
Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think we should look at it as correction, yeah. right? It's not about correction. It's it's not even constructive criticism, bro. What it is, if there's any need for development in the formal sense of artist development, it's to make you commercially viable. This this. Uh, I'm, but let me let me answer let me answer your question though. For sure, I want to ask you. I want to answer that question for you, because when you sign to a label, you now work for a company, and that company is responsible for the product that it sells to the public. They will be remiss to not put an effort to groom and hone their product for the public. If you don't, listen, listen to me. You asked the question. If you don't want artist development, don't sign to a label and just do what you want to do. You you can't you can't walk into somebody's establishment and tell them how you're gonna do your job. If you work at Target, what kind of shirt you gotta wear? Right. That's crazy. A shit. red shirt. You can't go to Target and that's say, I don't, I don't, you, you can't tell me how to dress. That's a fact. Don't work at Target then, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying, but listen, to your point, I'm not saying they're right. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not, I'm not saying the labels always know what's best. Because most times they fucking don't. You know what I'm saying? That's the truth. But if the question is why do you need it, that's the reason why you need it. Go ahead, B. But before we, but hey, yeah, before, yeah, before, yeah, hey, yeah, before we, before we go too far, because that could be a long one, man. Will, I appreciate you coming through, serial entrepreneur, and also as part of one of my favorite Atlanta moments ever. <laughs> appreciate you coming peace, through, my boy. Peace. And that's Cash Color Cannabis, high level yes, of conversation. Yes, sir.